0: This is the Thursday, October 7th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got Thursday night football with the Rams and the Seahawks, and we'll get you covered with everything you need to know in 10 minutes or less heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Folgium and Anita Marks with you here to get you ready for Thursday night football week five kicking off in Seattle as the Rams visit the Seahawks. And this NFC West division, Anita, is going to be nasty. We saw all four teams play each other last week, and Arizona went into L.A. and got a big win. Meanwhile, Seattle went to San Francisco and got a big win. Now these two teams match up in Seattle. Rams favored by two and a hook, not quite three at most shops. A total that is, I think, the second highest on the board, only to the Bills and the Chiefs, sitting at 54 and a half, Let's attack the game first and then we'll get into some props. Which side, what way on the total, how you leaning when you look at game script that you're developing? Yeah, listen,
1: I love the Rams here, especially at minus two and a half. Um, gives me a little bit of pause, though. I'm curious to get your take on that. Um, also, I like the Rams over 27 and a half team total points. Uh, the pause is I really think this line should be three, three and a half. Tyler, this is Seattle Seahawks offense. Uh, they've yet to run 30 offensive plays. Um, they only have four offensive plays inside an opponent's 10-yard line. They struggle on converting on first downs, only second to the Texans. They have not created an offensive identity. I know they've got a new offensive coordinator. Carson is injured. Alex Collins might get the start in the backfield. Not a great favorable mat- favorable matchup for DK Metcalf, um, who we'll see if, you know, Patrick Ramsey, he hasn't, shadowed anyone, but that he's going to have a large percentage of time on Metcalf. I just don't, I'm just, I don't understand how this line is, is, is two and a half. Like I said, I think it should be three, three and a half in some places. So you know what I'm going to say here? Run, don't walk, get it right now. (laughs) Right. You've got Aaron Donald getting after Russell Wilson through the interior portion of the line, the Rams eighth highest blitz rate. They have a plus nine sack ratio against their opponents. I I'm all over the Rams here. And again, I just, I, you know, I, I love their offense. I've been talking about them all season. So again, Rams minus two and a half and they're over at 27 and a half team total points.
0: Yeah. I, I similarly uh, kind of look at the two and a half and say, boy, that that feels like a good way to get in on the Rams. Cause I think they win this game. If you play it a hundred times, probably fifty-five to 58 times uh, of those 100. So I think they're, they, they are the better team even on the road um, because they're just a little bit more complete and I think even more explosive offensively. It is a little fishy though that it hasn't gotten to three, three and a half. I think that's probably more fair. So what do the bookmakers know that we don't? I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but I'm expecting the Rams to bounce back um, after they were kind of embarrassed at home. That's been, the, that's been a, a theme of Sean McVay ever since he's taken over as the head coach of the Rams. They usually bounce back from a loss with a strong performance. And I fully expect that tonight because they have the personnel and scheme to take advantage of those weaknesses on the Seattle side, Seattle's defense. Oh boy. It is an absolute issue. And uh, the Rams uh, struggled a little bit offensively last week, especially converting. They they were getting yards. They just didn't turn them into points. Um, They haven't really been stopped in terms of a defense limiting their efficiency to move the football, but Arizona uh, limited their efficiency to score the football in the last game. So, I fully expect them to continue to put yards up in chunks. And I think the positive regression will come in this game where they do score. So I do lean Rams two and a half. I do like Rams team total over 27 and a half. I would play the total over 54 and a half because on the other side, the Rams defense has not been what we expect after what they did last year. They've had trouble um, kind of, you know, transitioning from Brandon Staley to Raheem Morris, losing someone like John Johnson. I don't think that gets enough um, enough attention for, what it did to kind of limit the ceiling of the Rams last year. Johnson's one of the top five safeties in the NFL. Now he's quarterbacking the Cleveland defense, which has looked really good so far this season. They also lost Troy Hill, which is their number three corner and a starting caliber corner. And now David long has stepped into that spot and hasn't been quite as effective um, as someone like Troy Hill was in recent season. So this defense is still evolving, still adjusting to a lot of pieces that they lost. That's not to mention one of the emotional leaders, Michael Brockers on the defensive line. I think the defensive line has played okay. But again, it's still a work in progress on that side. So with Russell Wilson at home, I think the Seahawks will put some points on the board. So the Rams, every single game they've played this year, Anita, All four have gone over the total. This is an over team now um, after they were a massive under team a season ago. Um, I'm going to go over 54 and a half here. I don't think it's, you know, the Kansas city Rams type shootout that we saw on Monday night, a few years back, but I do think the the winning team will be in the thirties and the losing team will be in the high twenties, no matter who that is. But I do lean Rams with, you know, 70% conviction. I do like the Rams team total over 27 and a half with like, 80, 90% 80, 90% conviction. And I'm the same way about the team or the game total going over 54 and a half. So let's dive into some player props. We'll start with the home team here. Cause we haven't really talked about the Seahawks much. Most of this has been focused on the Rams, any Seahawk player props that you like based on this matchup.
1: Yeah. I mean the only one and you're probably going to disagree with this and that's Russell Wilson under one and a half touchdown passes. Like I said, Seattle's only had four offensive plays inside their opponent's 10 yard line. Carson is banged up. Not sure if he's going to be able to go tonight. Alex Collins does nothing for me, um, and and I, I think the wide receiving core is is up against uh, some some good competition in regard to the Rams' DBs. And I think Aaron Donald really makes it a miserable night for Russell Wilson. So I'm going Russell Wilson. I know, I know. Anita's Anita's going with an under. I know, I know. (laughs) So uh, under one and a half touchdown passes for Russell Wilson. I also like under 71 and a half receiving yards for DK Metcalf. So I I take it back. So those are my two Seattle Seahawks prop bets and they're both unders. Whoa.
0: Yeah, I I see um, 75 and a half for Metcalf on Caesars, and I I probably would stay away from it because I think Shane Waldron is using Metcalf in different ways this year to try and get him away from the coverage of Ramsey. And Ramsey hasn't, you know, shadowed number one receivers as much as he did last year. Raheem Morris is using him more in the slot to affect the run game as much as the passing from a season ago. But I I understand if that uh, changes, if the game plan and scheme changes, and Raheem says, guess what, we're just going to, erase DK Metcalf then absolutely if you think that Jalen Ramsey is going to up his percentage of shadowing in this matchup under is the strong play for Metcalf I'm going to pass on Metcalf and I'm going to attack Tyler Lockett instead and I'm going to go over there because in case Jalen Ramsey does see more DK Metcalf that opens things up for Tyler Lockett against cornerbacks like David Long, who haven't been quite as efficient or as good as uh, the other corner or as Troy Hill, like I said, a season ago. And this defense has given up more explosive plays downfield in four weeks already. It seems like than they did in all of 2020. So Lockett, who is kind of the the deep ball specialist with uh, that chemistry he has with Russell Wilson, who throws one of the best deep balls in the NFL. He's got a lower threshold. His total is only 69 and a half. I would go over that because in case Metcalf is held to the under, it's more likely than that the the yardage that Russell Wilson gets, and he's going to get some yardage in this game, is going to come from Tyler Lockett. So I'm kind of passing on DK Metcalf and thinking, let's focus on an over instead for Tyler Lockett, who is far less likely to see shadow coverage from someone like Jalen Ramsey. So not much that we really have conviction on, on the Seattle side. I imagine with the way you are developing a game script, we're going to get classic Anita Marks overs on the LA Rams <laughs> side. So lay it on me, honey. What you got? You know it.
1: Um, you know me. I love Matthew Stafford. I was so excited to see what him and Sean McVay were, were going to um, concoct together. And sure enough, you got to love it. Sean McVay is going to scheme for Stafford tonight against that uh, Seattle cover three. Um, Stafford is getting the third lowest pressure rate this season great offensive line play God bless they stay healthy and it's not like the Seattle Seahawks are pressuring anyone so I'm going over two and a half touchdown passes from Matthew Stafford tonight I wouldn't be surprised I'll be honest I don't be surprised if there was a bet out there that I could bet that he'd toss three touchdown passes in the first half I'd Ooh. lay it that's how that's how great of a night I anticipate for Matthew Stafford now interesting storyline that has developed here okay um and and I spoke to a few Lindsay of course who covers Uh, The Rams, I know you know her well because they're your team. Um, I I was texting with her yesterday and, you know, Robert Woods really discouraged, really upset, really angry, really frustrated with the fact that he's not been a big part of this offense, okay? As we know, Cooper Cup's getting his, Deshaun Jackson one week, Van Jefferson getting his. Like, tonight is going to be Bobby Woods coming out party. And Sean McVay even alluded to that this week. So I like over... Five and a half receptions for Robert Woods, over 60 and a half receiving yards. I think Sean, I think they scheme for him. I think Stafford knows the importance of keeping your wide receivers happy. Mm -hmm. I think Stafford's going to look for him. So uh, he's part of 80% of the passing routes. and, And the Seattle Seahawks, by the way, have given up over 450 total yards to To their uh, their to their opponents. So I'm expecting a really monster night for Robert, Robert Woods. I'm going to put him as my captain's pick. By the way, in a lot okay. of my DFS lineups, um, Darrell Henderson over 62 and a half rushing yards. He's now he's their every down back. Sony Michelle unfortunately fumbled the ball. No, 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 sir, you're out. Let's get Henderson back in. Seattle's rushing defense is allowing over four 4.4 yards per carry this season. So I expect, so my, my game script, very heavy Stafford first half, very heavy Henderson fourth quarter and, and him going over that 62 yep. and a half rushing yards in the fourth quarter. Two other, well, one other one that I really like is Van Jefferson, longest reception over 19 and a half yards. Um, there have been 46 passes against the Seattle Seahawks secondary that have gone for 10 yards or more, third most in the NFL, giving up a completion percentage of over 60% to those passes. So even though Van Jefferson is only averaging about three or four targets a game, they're they're the long ball. And I expect him to hook up on at least one of them. So over 19 and a half for his longest reception. Those are my Rams prop bets.
0: All right. Here's what I got. Mostly overs as well. I think you're going to look at Stafford over 300 and a half passing yards. As I uh, mentioned, uh, you mentioned the Seahawks are giving up 450 yards to opposing offenses. They've been awful. And the Rams have one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. And that is triggered by Stafford. So I think he does have a big day through the air. Everyone is on Bobby trees. I get it for good reason. Here's how I'm going to attack it instead, uh, because I'll wait to believe it when I see it. I do believe There will be a game plan to get Robert Woods uh, more touches and more involved in the game. But I think it's going to come at the expense of a guy you just mentioned, Van Jefferson. So I'm actually going to play under Van Jefferson, 43 and a half receiving yards. If you go back to last week against Arizona, the wide receivers coach for the Arizona Cardinals is Sean Jefferson, Van Jefferson's father. So I think with his dad in the house, there was a game plan to get Van Jefferson involved early and often, and it worked. Jefferson had one of his better games as a pro found the end zone. I think he had six catches for 70 yards, something like that. And Robert Woods again was kind of left behind because Cooper cup is always the alpha there with his 35% target share. Now we go to Seattle and everyone and their mother thinks that Robert Woods is going to get targeted a lot, which I believe is the case that has to come at the expense of someone. It's not coming at the expense of Cooper cup. I think it's going to come at the expense of Van Jefferson, who actually might also lose some uh, targets to Deshaun Jackson. I think we could see another Deshaun Jackson game like we saw against Indy, because as you mentioned, Seattle is giving up all kinds of explosive plays down the field. Who's the speedster who takes the top off the Rams defense? It is Deshaun Jackson. So I think Jefferson may fall to fourth in the pecking order in this particular matchup because he was propped up with his dad in the house last week. And now we're going to see Robert Woods because he's disgruntled and maybe Deshaun Jackson get a few more looks because Seattle's defense can't keep anyone in front of them and no one gets behind defenses better in the NFL, maybe outside of Tyreek Hill, than Deshaun Jackson. So I'm going to go under on Van Jefferson, 43 and a half yards. Every other receiver, I'd probably go over Darrell Henderson. Darrell Henderson, I should say, you're right. 88 and a half total passing or receiving and rushing yards. I think he's going to have a big game because he, he's seeing 90% of the snaps and 90% of the touches in this backfield when he's healthy and he's healthy right now. Um, anytime touchdown for Henderson, I think was plus one Oh five when I looked last night. So I think very likely if they're inside the five yard line, they give him the rock and let him pound it against the team that hasn't stopped anyone's run. So I'm really on overs with every Ram skill player, except for Van Jefferson for the kind of theory I'm throwing out there that uh, Woods and Deshaun Jackson might get the second and third looks from Matt Stafford. So that's how we're attacking Thursday night. Let's real quickly jump into Major League Baseball because we had a great game last night in the NL wildcard playoff play Chris Taylor, the hero for the Dodgers, sending them to the NLDS against the Giants. We do have two matchups tonight, or today I should say, uh, throughout the day in Major League Baseball, both on the American League side. First, White Sox at Astros game one, Rays at hosting the Red Sox game one, I don't really have, really have a play for the um, game one of the White Sox Astros series, but I do like the White Sox in that series. As a matter of fact, they're my pick to advance to the World Series and represent the American League. Uh, as far as the Rays, Red Sox, I will lay the, the 153 on the uh, money line with the Tampa Bay Rays at home this season. Uh, they were 45 and 19 at home as a uh, favorite, which is a 70% hit rate and a price of minus 153 implies a probability of about 60, 61% that they win this. So I think there's a 9% edge that you get there by just laying that money. I hate doing it when it's above $1.50, but the Rays were dominant in this situation during the regular season. 70% of the time they won the game outright. Didn't matter the score. They were just a money line winner 70% of the time when they were a home favorite this season. And that of course is the case in game one. Is there anything you like on the MLB card or is all your focus on Thursday Night Football?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, we, we talked about it on Daily Wager earlier this week when we all had to make our, our World Series picks. I'm, I'm with you. I've, I've got the Chicago White Sox winning the, the World Series. Um, and, and I'll go one step even further. I've got the matchup, the White Sox beating the Milwaukee Brewers, and you Ooh. can get that at 35 to one. Wow. So if, yeah, so if that's still out there, uh, jump on it. That's that's my that's my World Series matchup and, and my outcome. And I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the distance either. Um, you know, I'm just I'm I'm a strong believer pitching wins championships. I live here in New York City. I don't know how Brian Cashman being one of the best. Um, executives in Major League Baseball doesn't understand that hopefully this offseason he focuses on the rotation and not the lineup Um, (laughs) but but, yeah I mean these are two of the best teams in in Major League Baseball and and their rotations are are sick and I think we'd be in for such a phenomenal treat if it was those two uh, to end up as the final two in the World Series so that's my play
0: All right, that's it for today. A little bit more than 10 minutes, but Thursday Night Football, Major League Baseball getting kicked off. Those are the bets you need, as promised, to get you ready for the day. Please do us a favor, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously, and we will talk to you Friday on the Daily Wager podcast.